dropped the subject. Drop the subject. New and improved for your listing pleasure. That is Allie right there. Kevin right here. Thanks for hanging out with us. The all-new Channel Q. Uh, You can interact starting immediately. Here we are in the flesh, which does not mean naked. We actually have clothes on today. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm going to take this right off. I think you're turning me gay. (laughs) Free the nipple. 833-77-CALL-Q. You want to interact with us on the phones? You can do it that way. You can also do it uh, on the socials. Feel free. Hit us up at We Are Channel Q. Let the station know what you think about this show uh, hitting you in your head right now. This is Drop the Subject. You can also find us at our um, show social, which is DTS Show for Drop the Subject Show. Uh, thank you. Already some people hitting us up, planning, saying, letting us know that they will be calling today at some point with uh, either a take or a topic. I know yep. we have a guest joining us a little bit later in the show today. We'll talk all about that. I'm very, very excited. interactive show. And of course, the uh, ever-changing and always exciting Gay MA to get to. Yes. Uh, and I've, I've also, we've gotten some suggestions for questions uh, for the Gay MA. So if you still have those, definitely send them over to DTS Show on Twitter. Um, and yeah, some person named Ricky said that they have a great topic for us mm. and are a big fan and they will be calling in today. So all right, who Ricky, knows? Open lines right now, but that could change as the show goes on. If you think you're hearing the sound of someone smashing a wall with a hammer in the background, <laughs> uh, it's not your imagination. That is actually happening. I think it's happening beneath us. Uh, but regardless, there is some pretty heavy construction or very, very passionate passionate sex being had right now and uh we will oh, kudos to you then for having office sex we i feel will... like that doesn't happen enough anymore no it does not uh you Everyone's know, all afraid a lot of reasons human why resources people don't do that anymore speaking of sex though ali let me ask you a question oh god i was at the zoo uh, when's the last time you've been to the zoo not for a long time because katie does not like zoos and doesn't want to go there actually the last time i was at a zoo was for a wedding they rented out part of the zoo for their wedding. Oh, I thought you went to that gay penguin wedding. No. <laughs> yeah, I saw the egg <laughs> that they were nesting. Uh, no, I went to an actual zoo and then part of the wedding reception was like feeding a giraffe and petting oh, a cool. flamingo and stuff. It was pretty awesome. So yeah, they. I was at a zoo yesterday and uh, they had all of those things happening that you just spoke of. All the, you know, you can look at the animals in the cages, but then you can also... Pay throw little, rocks at them. Pay a little extra <laughs> to throw rocks at them. No, pay a little extra to feed them or pet them or, you know, watch someone else feed them. Had you not been to a zoo in a while? Because I feel like I, I wonder if mm. they've changed a lot over the years or if they... I, uh, no, I've, I have not been to a zoo... Uh, I was planning on going to that San Diego Zoo, but we never we weren't there yeah, long enough a, to that's do a that. Tough one. Yeah, so I never made it to that. I'm afraid zoo. my card will be declined. Um, I try to go there. I, you know, the answer to your question is no. I, I, uh, it's been a while. I just so, would imagine they would have a lot of signs now to explain how humanely all the animals are being treated because of like bad rep. Right. Well, they stuff. do let you know quite regularly. Like a lot of the zookeepers were out and about. You know, because I was with my my daughter and I was saying things like that's a seal and then a zookeeper would pop in out of some, nowhere and be like actually it's a sea lion and I was like god damn it what's <laughs> yeah, the actually, matter it's here it's a New Zealand sea lion oh, there's only 3,000 of them left in the world uh, yeah like I would say things like that's a uh, that bird's like, a bit, you know the kid's asking questions now I was like what's that I'm like ah it's a pinky bird and yeah, the, the like, zookeeper, it's a macaw zookeeper's like it's a flamingo so it's a giant sign right there it's <laughs> called flamingo look like an and idiot. I was like alright you don't have to keep like let me let my kid know I'm an idiot but we were uh, in front of the gazelles and um, that is when one gazelle mounted another gazelle oh. and really started going to town. Cool. I mean, really. I feel like then you get you got what you paid for. Because I, I think a lot of people, when they go to zoos, they're expecting the animals to do something interesting. And usually they're just like sleeping and you're like, what's in this cage? I have no idea. But if you see them interacting at all with each other, especially doing it, yes. I feel like you get your money's worth in that situation. Well, let me ask you, because this is what I did and maybe I didn't do the right thing. A bunch of other people that were, joined in that were <laughs> I uh, I joined in and let me say turns out honey this is a gazelle I'm a gazellophilia <laughs> that's how I learned a lot of other parents that were there immediately uh, covered their kids eyes now yeah. I did not think to even do that I was so enthralled by watching this live gazelle sex show happening in front of my very eyes um, but Gazelle is actually a great stripper name, too. So. A great, great name. The serious question I have for you is, 
am I a bad? Should I have done that? Now I didn't explain what was going on. I mean, my, keep in mind, uh, my kid is two and a half, so you know, I just said they were playing, right? <laughs> I thought that was okay. I don't think it was the right time. Okay, to have well, the, the it's all chat. about the first five, Kevin. I mean, I, I se- separately to ask your question, yes, you are a bad father, but not Thank in this, you. not in this kind of context. But I, I was, it was so interesting to me how many people grabbed their kids and ran in the opposite direction, like they didn't want them to see this was happening. See, I feel like me as a lesbian mom, I'm going to be like, watch, honey. Even if she's two and a half years old, I'm going to be like, this is the beautiful way that life is created. Me and my wife can't do it, but. <laughs> <laughs> This is how we didn't have you. We're quote unquote abominations, so we don't we don't procreate this way. Two female gazelles not having sex. Uh, um, but I, I think that a kid in their first five years, they're they're. I mean, yeah, she might not understand what the gazelles are doing to each other, but she is sponging it up in some way, shape, or form. So if you no, tell her... the zookeeper's job to sponge it up. I, I saw that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> some days, it's not a good day. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, That's what you get for making me look like an idiot over the flingos five minutes ago, huh? <laughs> but I think that telling, the, telling her that they are playing gives her a very weird sense of play. Then you never know when she's in preschool, she's going to be like... Good point. You know, I thought about that. I, I didn't... And maybe the thing to do is grab the kid and run away like what they were seeing was, uh, you know, people were really, I mean, they were immediately, any, any adult there that was not with children thoroughly enjoyed it because everyone loves that. I mean, that is, if you're at a zoo, what's best case scenario? Exactly. Well, it's a great thing. Drunk, I would be... drunk a-hole jumps in and gets mauled by lion. That'd yeah. be good to watch. I'd like to watch that. Someone getting in an animal enclosure in some kind of like newsworthy injury situation. Right. That's the, I think the most fun that you can have at the zoo right now. Watching the animals do it though. That's, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. And especially because now, I don't know if you knew this, and I don't know if we need to stand up and get in there and represent, uh, they separate a lot of the animals out. Like the uh, the chimpanzees, I believe, or the gorillas were separated out. The, the men were uh, separated from the females, because, obviously, because I think that they didn't want maybe, maybe they have a lot, maybe that's way too human-like, that sex they have or something. That's not fair. They separated them out. They, they, for whatever reason, I think there's times they get together, but for so you're already in an, an enclosure, which is animal jail. Yeah, for some of them, but they also do talk about how much money they raise to, you know, help all of the ones that are out in the wild. Yeah, sure. They're like, this will give us the money to capture the wild ones and bring them. <laughs> We're in raising here. money for a big net. We need a big, <laughs> big net. We need a big dart that has poison in it. <laughs> if you could uh, contribute your money to a to a bigger dart tranquilizer, fund, appreciate that. <laughs> the dart fund. <laughs> um, but I think that you're already in a situation where they're not really, they don't have enough space to just be themselves and they're being observed all the time. So that yes. stresses them out. And then you're also placing them in separate areas where in the real world they would not be separated. And yeah, I mean, you don't you, especially if these animals are endangered, wouldn't you want them doing it all the time? Because you want them to procreate? I I mean, it's like every time there's a new panda, everyone freaks out. So why don't we just create all these scenarios where they can have sex all the time? Why are we controlling that? I don't think the gazelles are necessarily extinct. I think there's quite a few of them. Um, But, and I think they have to procreate so they can feed the lion who lives next door to them. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of it. Uh, But I I did... Live birth! And then they just throw it (laughs) Throw it right over there. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God! If you like the live birth, go go check out our other YouTube channel for the live feeding. It's happening right next door. I uh, was upset. The one thing I really wanted to see was the kimono dragon because you told me that kimono... You can't go and visit the kimono dragons anymore. Something I learned on this show because too many tourists were stealing them. Mm -hmm. So I was all excited to see the kimono dragon. And like you said, typical, the kimono dragon was sleeping at the time or it was like you couldn't see the stupid thing. So I didn't get to see it. So then they tried to sell me a kimono dragon t-shirt. I also really love that you think it's a kimono dragon. What is it? Komodo? Am I saying <laughs> yes. it wrong? Well, I never got to see it anyway, so forget it. Well, were you expecting it to be wearing a kimono? Don't they? That's what I thought. I was looking for the wrong thing, maybe. <laughs> They're all on this island in these little geisha uh, Anyway, it was uh, an interesting experience that I reckon, if you haven't done it in a while, I don't know, I think, I'm sure people have their own feelings about zoos, etc., uh, but I... 
Well, I think that you did the right thing. I think that, I mean, aside from telling her that they're playing, which they were not, I mean, maybe they were, maybe they're playing in a way, but I think that you did the right thing by not covering your eyes and running because that is how wildlife is. That's how life is. When you look at those uh, nature documentaries like Blue Planet and Planet Earth and all that stuff, Katie can never watch those because she can't stand that animals get killed and eaten. And I'm like, that's how life is, you know? And you can't, yeah, you can't put everyone in this little bubble of every every zoo animal is just cuddly and, you know, sleeping and having the best time. That's not how nature is. Oh, I enjoyed that gazelle sex. <laughs> I mean, I was jealous, to be completely honest, for a few reasons. The gazelle penis. going to have is, a new favorites tab on a, your porn very, Yeah, Lesbians is no longer my favorite. So <laughs> Next week, we'll be replacing Ali with a gazelle on this show. <laughs> I, you know what? I support it. It's the all-new Channel Q. Back after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel, Q. Hanging out with you at this luncheon hour. Maybe you're eating a taco or a burrito or a souffle, if you're lucky. I'm Allie. Kevin's over there. Um, People could be having dinner now, by the way, as well. (laughs) What, old people? No, because we're on the East Coast, too. That's true. That's true. Um, I saw a guy in the break room eating meatloaf on, on the way in. Whew, that's questionable. That's a that's a ballsy thing to do to bring up to bring in a full thing of meatloaf to your office space. But I was actually like kind of I had some respect for him. I don't know who the hell he is, but I was like I respect you for bringing in meatloaf. And it looked pretty good. I bet you it's, without knowing who it was, I bet you it's the same person that used to put a slow cooker out there and make chili. <laughs> and I'm not kidding when I say this. Really? They would, they would start it like in the middle of the day. And then like when I was getting out of here at the end of the night, they'd be like, oh, it's almost ready. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, man. What are you going to do? Like, I thought the idea of a slow cooker is you put all the stuff into your house, you go to work, you do your job, you come back and there's dinner waiting yeah, for you. they've why, got it all backwards. Why Why would you bring like, now one? that the chili's done, I'm going to leave. Now that I've stunk up the entire office, <laughs> it's just about time to get out of here. I mean, I was shocked, but I bet you, without knowing, look, there's a lot of people that work here. Not just here at Channel Q, but a variety of others. Obviously, oh, yeah. the person that was eating meatloaf probably works at Channel Q, but I'm saying <laughs> there are a variety of other it's options. a bunch of meat. <laughs> what? Uh, you got a problem? I. It is. Does that bother you more? I don't even like... I don't like eating in public at all. I, if I had my way, every restaurant... You rest- really don't. No, every restaurant would have... Um, Partitions? Yeah, like when you vote. Like I would like to open up a restaurant <laughs> called Voting Day. And you, every table is for one, and it's inside of a little ballot box, like a little booth. <laughs> That's really stupid. Where you just sit there and you eat. You can watch whatever show you want to watch. Right. You FaceTime with someone. Now, Asia's got it right. They do this thing. We've talked about this before. It's like a um, one of the trends in Asian culture is that uh, people will have a virtual meal with like strangers. Yes, but I have also heard recently that one in nine people from those areas are, virg- are, are virgins. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that the, the the trend is becoming to talk to virtual people and not actual people, and then you're not doing any copulating. Yeah, but who needs the copulating? The world has still got enough people on it for, for now. I mean, that's a problem we can deal with down the line, but don't you think between all the baby boom and then the population boom and the amount of kids I see on Facebook these days, like we could slow we could slow our roll for a few years and balance stuff out again, right? Yeah, I guess maybe. Um, but it's interesting that we talk of robots because there is a new article about how artificial intelligence and robots in general are not diverse enough. And I'm surprised it's taken this long for people to be up in arms over something like this, but they're calling it a diversity disaster because a lot of the people who are creating these robots, artificial intelligence, um, are, I mean, if we're going to totally generalize here, there's a lot of overwhelmingly proportionate white males that are in the field. (laughs) Well, it says that due to an overwhelming proportion of white males in the field, the technology is at risk of perpetuating historical biases and power imbalances. So, you know, when they're deciding what the robot is going to say or, you know, stuff like that, they think that the lack of diversity is eventually going to uh, create like an imbalance in the current diversity conversation this would be very easy for me to just get angry about right away and say let's all calm down these are robots there's they don't have a ethnicity they don't have a race and then you start looking into okay well who programmed them right and and what was there because if they are making decisions based on the way they were brought up then 
The answer is we can never then have a completely impartial, unbiased robot. At some point, someone is programming these robots, right? They are building these things, and they are, you would think there's a way to, at least through the analytics or the algorithms or a bunch of other multi-syllable words that I'm not exactly sure what they mean, figure out a way to make them completely raceless, genderless, etc. But that's not happening. And if they are being overwhelmingly programmed by males then they're going to have a potential even if the even if uh, the voice may be female like um you know Alexa or Siri yeah like do you think if the whim, if if it had been created by women do you think most of the robot assistants would also be women or do you think they'd be men i think all the roombas were made by women <laughs> Am I right about that? Or? I have an idea. Why don't we have a robot do this instead of me? <laughs> That's great. That's good. Roomba, we'll name it after yeah. you. <laughs> I, I think less focused on the diversity issue is focused on the fact that all the people are the, that are making robots are rich. Well, there's So there that. could be, it's like, I don't know how to find a jack-in-the-box because I don't know what that is. Do you want to know where the nearest Morton's is? Right. They, they Right. They have locations to... To cater to their own community. Although I would argue that a lot of robot builders for a long time were not doing it for the money. They were doing it for the love of the robot. And I mean that in literal love. They were making love to the robots they built. But also, they were not now. There just happens to be, we have the technology has caught up where now we can use all of this technology, right, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's a fa- Listen, there are lawyers now, and I'm, the human lawyers, there, there's a real thing happening. I was talking to a buddy of mine that went to law school, is a lawyer. Not not board certified in in California, but in other parts of the country, has passed the bar exam, et cetera. And he said that the whole this whole concept of robot rights is a real deal thing. Really, and that as we start having more and more robot brothels opening, et cetera, people are going to start defending the robot. What do you mean you're going to make this robot work on Christmas on the robot? Bro- <laughs> like it's, it's going to be crazy. And then they're like, how do you know the robots? All the not robots Jewish? have to rotate. Right. It's it, not fair. They have to robate. Well, and then there's also the robots that they know are going to be destroyed because of testing. You know, it's like you can't test on animals, but there's certain robots that they build because of like crash test things and they know that those robots are just going to be used for basically just some kind of experiment and they know that the robot's going to be destroyed. So yeah, I mean I think also with the with the coming of the show Westworld, people are somehow realizing like, oh, robots have feelings and they're going to create it. Eventually they're going to become aware that they're being used for these horrible purposes and they're going to fight back. I don't think that that's a reality, but I think everyone oh, have has sure could be. I mean, if you're, not if, in our lifetime. Of course it can like be in our 50 lifetime. 50 years no, from now. No, in 2 years maximum. If they're training the robots to Based on the things they've learned, get smarter and self-correct. Like we were all watching this video earlier this week. This robot that could shoot shoot half-court shots. Do you see that in China? Oh, yeah. I and, think so. and the way that robot was programmed was it it knew if the basket went in or not. So they set it up in a way where it was missing them, but then it was able to, in its brain or whatever, its robot brain, figure out what how to do it and then did it. So if robots are able to learn from the situation and then change, then absolutely they can figure out, hey, well, I'm working. We want to be playing. Do you think that the robots will start being able to play professional basketball? I would go to- LeBron will be replaced with a robot? I would love to see that. It would be a separate league at first, and then there would be a big moment where they're like, the first robot to ever make it into the human NBA, it would be a big deal. And the robot's like, oh, I fell over, I got fouled, and he's like totally over-dramatizing And the Kardashians start banging all the robot basketball players. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in a moment. It's the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. True story. Drop the subject in your ears on the all-new channel Q. Alley right there. Kevin right here. Smooth-sounding straight man. Take it to the airwaves of this gay radio station. And a clunky gay lady. Clop, clop, clopping behind him. Yeah, but don't be Sometimes fooled Sometimes right alongside you. Don't be fooled by that clopping. Those are actual <laughs> clogs. And she wears them in here regularly. She they're, <laughs> they're comfortable. She says they're fashionable. And mm-hmm. We all just laugh at her. Uh, 833-77-CALL-Q hey. if you'd like to join the show. You can also hit us up on the socials, DTS Show for Drop the Subject Show. Hey, thanks for uh, checking out the uh, podcast. A lot of people hitting us up recently saying that they are now downloading, subscribing. If you want to leave a, a comment or a review, let people know what you like, don't like about us, that's fine as well. We appreciate the interaction. It's part of the reason that we're here. It's part of the reason that I still love doing live radio every single day because we get to interact with you in a live, in-the-moment sort of way. As things happen, we are here. Some people learn learned about the fact that the uh, church in Paris was burning from us, not the news we wanted to deliver. Mm. Uh, But every once in a while, there's good news to deliver as well, like right now. Uh, Well, (laughs) 
I don't know if this is good news. It's mainly just news. Uh, on our socials at DTS Show, I was asking if anybody had gay AMA questions for us, because we will be doing gay AMA in the next hour. And uh, someone named Chris said, hey, Kevin and Allie, how do you guys handle all the sexual tension that is clearly in the air? Mm, boy, it is difficult. It is difficult each and every day. But, With the uh, clogs and everything, <laughs> I know you're just right on the edge of your seat. It's the strangest thing because I am so, I could not be more sexually attracted to Allie's sister, but Allie's sister is only actually her half sister. So yeah. what I've learned is that Allie's- There's half of me somewhere that is attractive that, to you. Right. That's Allie's sister saying? is the Schwarzenegger and Allie's the DeVito <laughs> in their relationship. And I uh, I don't have a feeling towards her in that way. Well, but you said uh, off the air, Kevin, that uh, you are celebrating your seven years of marriage and, you know, seven-year itch is a real thing, so maybe your wandering eye will wander right over here. Mm? Shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Why, why yeah. are you saying that? Because mm, that's what... Sec- I, I can't do the sexy thing, so I just shake, say them. Shake, 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 <laughs> shake. Yeah. What do you think, a piggy bank? You're trying to, <laughs> okay. What, what are you trying to do? Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, oh, jiggle. I am... Gyrate. Kind of gagging. Gyrate. I was more turned on watching those uh, gazelles gazelles go at it at the zoo than than whatever noises you're making right now. I'm actually more turned on by the gazelles than me as well. Channel Q, let's change the topic immediately. You're on the air. What's up? Who's this? Hello. Hello, Channel Q. Hold on. Hold on. Nope. Did that wrong? Oh, reset there. Oh, no. Let's go to line six. Oh, I just reset them. Uh, well, now I've cleared you. I apologize. Oh, you screwed it up. I've got four people to go to, and I was really excited to uh, start talking to people. But uh, now we will have to uh, come we back. Ha- oh, did we hang up on somebody? I hung up on about four people. Kevin, you're dumb fingers. 833-77-CALL-Q. We'll be right back in a moment uh, with your calls. Uh, apologies Call if back. we hung up on you. We'll get to you next. The uh, always changing, always exciting KMA. And more importantly, or at least as importantly, uh, we will do headline selection for News It or Lose It, stuff you should probably know about after this on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on Channel Q. I'm Allie. There's Kevin. We must move on, move forward with the show. Move on to our News It or Lose It headlines. A lot of these people called back. You want to say hi to anyone? Oh, really? Did they call back? Yes. I can't see these phone lines. One through seven. Give me a number. Any number. Eight. Uh, Hello. You're line eight on Channel Q. Who's speaking? Hi, Kevin. Hi, oh, Allie. No, Kevin, I don't want to do it. What are the odds? How are you doing, my beautiful I'm love? fine. I don't want to talk to you. Allie, how could you possibly say that? All you had to do was say numbers one, two, three, four, five, or six, and we wouldn't have had this guy on, but you said eight like an idiot, and now uh, we're talking to Creepy Creeper. You know, I- Creepy Creeper, somebody said that uh, they were very glad to hear somebody else call in because you add nothing to the show. Really? Yeah. You have a hater. On social media, they don't like you and oh, don't feel like you add anything to the show. You have haters, plural. Yep. A lot of people. I, I am a fan. I, as you know, I've been a fan of yours for some time now. I appreciate the interaction. I, I know a lot of people are just going to passively listen to us in the background as they do what they do. But uh, you're more than welcome to engage as well. And if you don't think this guy's a good caller, then uh, the challenge is on. Be a better caller. Hey, I can't remember. I always had a... Uh fans when I when you guys were on Y one oh five. I don't what know changed? You, I, I just don't know if you I don't know if your idea of fan is the same as our idea of fan. We now do a show uh, for a much more accepting community, but for some reason they have uh, they <laughs> have shunned you. you. You have been rejected from the community. That's not a good sign, Kevin. Something needs to be done. Have you yeah. ever had a uh, maybe a gay experience you'd like to talk about now on Channel Q and perhaps maybe the community would then be like, whoa, this guy's a lot more like us than we originally thought. He's not just calling and creepily hitting on an Allie, even though she's married to another lady and a lesbian. Is there anything um, uh, homosexual uh, you've ever done? By curious, perhaps? No, absolutely not, Kevin. Never even thought about it. Never would. But, Kevin, how are you doing? How's, right. never How's would. the family? I think that you just uh, alienated <laughs> anyone else who was in your corner. Um, I I, that's, off, there's, there's, that's not possible. No one is 100% straight. 
creepy creeper. You got to have one percent of you that has at least thought about it. What's well, the? Uh, yeah, what but wait a minute, Allie. Kevin's straight. Yes, uh, he yes. never did. No, we've already done a quiz. He's sixty percent straight. He's sixty percent. Does his does Mrs. Klein know about that? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my wife is aware that I took a dumb quiz that Allie put together and uh, factually not really accurate. But, yeah, she's aware that it happened. And anyway, uh, I think some people think that bisexuality or pansexuality is sexy now, Creepy Creeper. So if you were going to experiment, now's the time. Well, uh, have you ever done well, anything Allie, at all? Like creepy Creeper, Creepy Creeper, have you ever done anything at all that what is the gayest thing you have done? Nothing. If you make out with another dude, I will let you kiss me on the cheek. Whoa. Really, Allie? You have to full-on tongue kiss, make out with a dude, grab his butt and everything, and then I will let you kiss me on the cheek. Allie, I'll kiss you. I'd rather kiss you on your beautiful lips. Oh, oh, oh God. God. That's how I felt when you were trying to talk to me earlier, doing that shake-shake nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Creepy Creeper. So, challenge placed. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your contributions. I wish we had more time to get into yeah. this now. Unfortunately, we have to. Giving everyone a voice. Yeah. Everyone. We, yeah, yeah, we have to uh, move on. Uh, let me just... Uh, uh, hi, I don't want to keep people waiting on the phones. Uh, you're on Channel Q, and who's this? It's Sarah from Berkeley. How are you? Sarah from Berkeley. How the hell are you? It's great to hear from you. Thank you for interacting with us. A totally interactive, totally inclusive show here on Channel Q. Uh, What can we do for you? I just wanted to call and say hello. We miss you up north. So great to have you back on the air. And um, so so that's good. I'm glad you guys are back on the air. At least we get to hear you. And you guys are doing a great job with the show, by the way. Well, thank you. Sarah, if you make out with a man, grab his butt and everything, (laughs) I will let you kiss me on the G. Allie's going to attempt to start (laughs) prostituting all of our callers. So I just want to warn you that that's apparently the direction this is going. All right, listen. Thank uh, you, Sarah. That that means a lot. yeah, it's, it's not easy a, living up there. It's so been, it's been an adventurous been year or two for uh, Allie and I, and here we are. Someone pointed out the other day we've made it six months here on this uh, radio station, which means now I've officially been doing this thing for free for six months. <laughs> Just if you're keeping track, that's uh, good to know. I don't think anyone's keeping track but you. I was doing my taxes uh, earlier this, uh, like at the end of last week, into this week. Of course, they because you do it at the very last, last minute. Second. I knew that. And I was talking to the uh, guy that does the taxes, and he's like, so what are you what are you doing now? I said, I'm doing a show. Community he, radio. He goes, well, uh, I need to write down what you're uh, bringing in for that. And I go, zero? Zero dollars? <laughs> he goes, no, ha, ha, no, seriously. <laughs> no. I need, I need to, he, he goes, you, you know, he goes, you could say that, you know, off the record or on the record, we could, but what, what do you, I go, no, zero. Hmm. But you it's, can write us off, Kevin. I think this is a tax write-off. Yeah. I think I'm doing this. Yeah. You can write us off. Think finally. Uh, let's get into the. Do we have time to do the uh, news headlines? Yeah, here we go. Let's yeah, tease so it. We're getting we the ginger thumbs up. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. I will present some headlines. You decide whether we news them and break them down during the next segment, or if we throw them out the window and never speak of them. Sarah? Yeah. I'm going to let you help I'm going to let you help us decide which stories we news and which stories we lose because I, I like it when uh, people interact with us. So, you listen, Allie will say if you want to hear the stories in depth, we'll get into them next hour. If you don't have any interest uh, as a listener, you can say lose it. Allie, what is the first possible story? First story is the Worldwide Radio Summit 2019 in pictures. Oh, God. Lose it. Lose that. Who can, radio. People listen to the radio stuff? Forget that. I have more questions for the person that did the write-up and the picture story of this. I don't even think the word summit is being used appropriately in that, in that so category. Either. I think we're definitely at radio base camp still. Oh, that is horrible. All right, moving on. We okay. lose it. That's good. Uh, an update on Notre Dame, some of the things that were saved, some of the things that have been lost, all of the plans to, uh, to restore it, and dumb things that Trump said about it. Lose it. <laughs> I'm interested in some of that, but I, maybe a modified version. A half lose, half... I think... Oh, oh, and there oh we go. God. Speaking of lose it, I think we just lost uh, lose Sarah. Lose it. Lose that phone connection. <laughs> Sarah, lose it. <laughs> uh, we will just do a brief overview. I think we should update people on that, but um, we can lose most of it if you'd like. Uh, headline number three. Harvard dorm ends decades-old goat roasting tradition. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I do kind of want to learn about this. 
Yeah, I'm intrigued. If we have time, let's news it. If okay. not, lose it. Uh, and then the Times just released their newest list of the 100 most influential people. Are we on there? No, we're not. All right. Uh, but I did see someone named Massimo on there, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And then it's like some chef or something. Oh, I was like, different... okay, thank God. Um, uh, but it's always interesting to see a bunch of people's pictures next to each other that have absolutely nothing in common except this list. All right, yeah, let's uh, news that. That seems to be something people are talking about. We'll be back in a moment. News or lose it. We'll get into that to kick off the next hour. Plus the GMA. Get your questions in now. We will get them on the air and uh, talk about that. That is all coming up next on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right. Drop the subject. New hour begins. Got a guest coming in studio in about 10 minutes, maybe less. We're talking earlier this week about the future of funerals. And uh, someone is now putting the fun in funerals. And we said it'd be great to talk to one of these event planners that has decided to turn funerals from a sad event into a big party. Well, uh, just like that, we have a event planner that I guess specializes in turning funerals fun who will be stopping by to hang out with us here in the Channel Q studios. Yeah, her website is called Final Bow Productions. Whoa. Isn't that kind of, uh, I mean, that's, I think that it's a good draw, but some people might be like, ooh, that's making light of death. But I guess that's the kind of point, that's, that's what she's doing. That's the point, right? Is that we're taking death too seriously. Let's uh, let's loosen up a little bit, have some fun with it, and uh, figure out a way to get a gift bag at the end of a funeral. Ooh, which is what funeral people, swag bags? That's what people are doing right now. A little ash in every bag, that's what I say. <laughs> they do custom decor, uh, design and production, consulting, light and sound design, catering, life reels, floral design. I mean, she does it all. Wow. We will... Um we will be back uh, with her in a few moments. But right now, let's learn about stuff going on in the world. News that will lose its style. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Notre Dame. There has been all kinds of drone footage now. This is where the drones can really shine. They're like circling around, showing everyone pictures and video footage of what the aftermath looks like. The, the roof is gone. There's a giant hole where the spire used to be. There's all kinds of cell phones video, cell phone videos uh, circulating as well of people going, oh no, sacre bleu, when it, when it crashes down. And now everyone has a chance to really assess the damages and figure out how the renovation process will go. Um, just to give you an idea, Kevin, um, they have raised already a billion dollars for the renovations. Wow. People to, love that church. Yeah, they really do. Uh, they How were much actually, did you raise for your show, a Butch Pal for the Straight Guy? I, I raised $15,000. It was really hard. How long did it take you to do that? Uh, 30 days. So mm. this took the you know 48 hours to raise a billion dollars. Tim Cook also announced that Apple is going to donate to this cause. I actually, for the first time in many, many years, um, bought myself a new computer, a new Apple computer. So I think that my money is going towards rebuilding Notre Dame, wouldn't you say? Not at all. Okay. That is a uh, giant leap you had to take to try to pretend like you did some good for the people of France. Mm, you know, they were explaining when this fire actually started. They were in the middle of a mass, right? And... I can't imagine. I mean, the fire alarm went off while everyone was in mass. And we've been in buildings a lot when they do those test fire alarms. They don't always tell us that it's a test. But I don't think there have been many times where we hear a fire alarm and think, oh, wow, there's probably an emergency. I better get out of here. Right. And that's what happened here. Everyone was in Mass. They were hanging out, and then the the fire alarm went off, and nobody really did anything. <laughs> they were like, anyway, we'll just. This is probably a, a drill, and they just kept on with the mass. But I can imagine that uh, any kids that were in that mass were probably like, oh man, this is the best thing, getting out of this service because fire alarm went off. And of course, that ended up being something serious. But the problem with the drills in general, and they do the drills so that when the real thing happens, we're ready to go. We know what to do. But because we have figured out a way to tune out all these drills, like you ever go on a cruise, they start the whole vacation with this giant lifeboat drill. You got on life jackets, you go up to the deck, et oh, cetera. you have to act it out? You got to do the whole, you can't be, because wow. I used to try to hide out and I'd be like, ah, oh, this will be over soon enough and I'll be at the uh, casino gambling. But they, they search around, they go into all the rooms, make sure everyone's there. They really take it quite seriously. Like even on airplanes, they tell you what's going to happen if things don't go well, but they usually just tell you kind of look at the, look at the card in front of you. 
on the on the cruises, they make you go through the motions as if you're pretty much like, this is what's going to happen. You're going to grab your thing, you're going to go to your mustard station, <laughs> muster station, whatever it's called. Anyway... <laughs> People in general, obviously, haven't been on enough boats. When these things happen, uh, they just assume ah, it's another drill. Yeah. No one takes them seriously. I hear fire alarms now, like even in the building, and I just go ah. No, I know. We've never actually left the building when there's a fire alarm happening. We just kind of go on with the show. Um, so, just with the damages and stuff, they always talk about the gables and the spires. The gables have had a lot of damage, but the crown of thorns, which is. They claim the actual crown of thorns that Jesus wore probably brings up some painful memories for Jesus, but it's available at Target we this really week. love it. You can get it. Um, it is okay. Oh, thank you know God. what I was thinking when I read that, though? I was like, this would be a good time for, I mean, it's kind of timely that Easter's here and Jesus is resurrecting because he was a carpenter. Well, that's interesting. Also, I'm shocked that the thing that survived the fire is the thing that literally is kindling. <laughs> what would be? It's old wood. It is. Uh, a, a, yeah. I mean, if I was going to start a fire, I was like, give me that uh, crown of thorns. That yeah. seems like a great thing to start a fire. Uh, yeah. People, um, people, as you know, and I've been, I've been before. I didn't realize I had been there. I, I thought I had not. I knew I had been close to it. I thought I went the other direction to get food and didn't go. My wife claims that we were in Paris. We did go there. Oh, yeah, but it's, I mean, that one is a more memorable one, but I can imagine if you're doing the whole Europe and you see a bunch of churches, they kind of all start blending together. The Louvre um, is the place that we didn't go to. Oh, well, that's that place, a long process anyway. I, uh, went, I um, decided to go to a McDonald's instead. <laughs> I wanted to see if I could really get a beer So there. you were just eating in a bunch of different places yeah, that's right. within Paris. That's right. Uh, yeah, this whole process has really just shown me who of my friends has Paris money. Yeah. You know, because everyone's like, this is the time I was in Notre Dame. This is the time I was in Notre Dame. I'm like, wow, my friends are actually doing better than I thought. What really bothered me was the people that go, here's the six different times I went. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> here's it in 2011 and 2012. Using this to brag about six trips to Paris? Yeah, and you hear about all these people who were like, oh, I was just there four days ago, or I was just there earlier that afternoon. But I feel really bad for the people that have not gone yet, that are like on their way to seeing Notre Dame. <laughs> They're like, I just bought my tickets, click, click, and then all of a sudden they read on the news that a big fire has erupted, and they're like, oh, crap. Well, look, there's plenty of other things to see there, and uh, that's the thing. I mean, look, there's plenty of other McDonald's that when to I go was, to? There was one time, I forget, somewhere historical. I forget. If it must, <laughs> must have been Italy, I think. Mm. And the thing we wanted to go see was closed. Like, I think it was like the Statue of David or something, and it was like closed for cleaning or whatever it was. Yeah, a lot of these things are being renovated all they're, the time. They're renovated. Like, I, I, I know I had a friend that wanted to go see the Sistine Chapel. Uh, they couldn't see that because it was they were doing something in there that day. Like, it, it's just... That's how that's that's how it goes, and yep. then you know, and then it just next time you see it, it's that much more special. Yeah. So anyway, they think that it's uh, over the next five to ten years they'll be renovating. The Times has released their yearly list of the hundred most influential people of the year. Pioneers that were listed include Sandra O, oh, Massimo Batura, who was a chef, Chrissy Teigen, people like The Rock, Amelia Clark, aka Daenerys Targaryen. Mahershala Ali, Khalid, Ariana Grande. Leaders included Trump and the Pope. Nancy Pelosi and Brett Kavanaugh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AOC, and Mueller, Robert Mueller, definitely a big buzzworthy name, and then Taylor Swift, Gaga, Michelle Obama, Mike Lee, Spike Lee, and then I what I like Lee, Mike Lee. Spike. How do you make How do you make Spike Lee sound white? Mike <laughs> My Lee. name's Mike Lee. Anyway, I'm in real estate. I don't understand. Uh, Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Her character is influential, right? Did they make the actress influential, or just her character? It was her. It said Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Yeah, is I didn't say in, Daenerys. Is she that influential? I don't know, and that's what I think you get confused with what the word influential or influencer means. And I, I don't know about you, but I am ready to ban the word influencer. I think that yeah, it's being misused. I think that everyone's throwing that word around ever since social media influencing became a thing. You should I think, influence people to get rid of that word, Ali, which would then in turn make you an influencer. All right. I'm going to do it. I seriously am. I'm done with the word influencer. It's really annoying. Whatever happened to the good old-fashioned peer pressure? Eh? We don't use that anymore? Uh, can I tell you quickly about this um, goat roasting tradition before we take a break, or do we have to go? Uh, want to save it for tomorrow? Yeah, we can save All it right, for tomorrow. We'll do it for tomorrow. Because I just we... thought that you'd want to know. 
I, I trust me when I say I want to know. Maybe we'll bring it up when we have the uh, guest in here to talk about funerals. That seems like a good way to. Speaking of death, goat roasting. You know, uh, it's going away. We'll be back in a moment. Learn about the future of funerals. Putting the fun in funerals with an actual event planner that makes this their mission. That is after this song on the all new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right, the all-new Channel Q dropped a subject. Thrilled to introduce you to a guest that I am shocked we have in our studio so quickly as a result of Ali and I having a discussion earlier this week about funerals becoming fun again and people deciding that that is going to be uh, less macabre and more celebration. We have someone that specializes in that in our studio right now. Her name is Allison Bassett. Uh, excuse me, that is wrong. We Alice- said it seven times before we went on. <laughs> I, I, I know. Bossert. Bossert, right? I, I, yes, I, it and is. I wrote that. I, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote down my own, I was going to say Amanda Busnard, <laughs> and I, it's my own dumb handwriting. <laughs> like added letters. Here's Call the, me whatever. Here's the important thing, that you are a trendsetter, and now I think you're finally getting the, uh, you're finally getting the respect you deserve for being in this field very early on. Yes, I, I, I was actually shocked by the article the other day. It was I, I spoke to the reporter about a month ago, and I kind of thought it was just going to be a little side thing, and it turned into this huge, huge piece in the Washington Post. Yeah, I mean, I find it fascinating just the fact that, I mean, we've noticed a lot over the years people not wearing black anymore. It's more of, they call it celebration of life rather than a funeral and things like that. And so it's... And, I was just talking about, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, you know, I think people are going to start having even more fun, and they're going to start doing destination funerals. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get anything like that, where there's a special location that people want to have a funeral at that's like a very fun place for people to spend time? I haven't had that uh, necessarily, but I've heard a lot of them. You know, I've heard about people saying, you know, um, let's go sprinkle the ashes in various places where this person, you know, enjoyed like Their taking life. a vacation exactly. and just sprinkling ashes right. everywhere you go. I mean, you're technically not supposed to do that because, you know, it's a it's little... It's not hard. sanitary. It's not. There's right. there's a certain... like There's it, rules, rules against that. Rules against yeah. that. So um, I've heard a lot of different places where, I mean, even like at Disneyland, apparently they... They, they throw on Splash Mountain, which yeah, yeah, people do it, and then they—they they, that's illegal. You're the not allowed. The hazmat crew has to come They've out. They've got to shut down know? the "It's a Small World" ride. Right? Really? Sudden, yeah, because Uncle Ernie's uh, now floating with the. Uh, it's, yeah. Which is a weird ride to well, pick, by and, the way. And you see a lot of stories about like, oh, someone on a cruise like threw up the ashes, and then they like blew back into somebody's mouth or Nasty. something like that. Nasty. Nasty. Yeah. But you're watching too many rom coms, Allie. I don't think that happens <laughs> in the real world. Really? Yeah, I think you're watching. But it TV. happened to Jennifer Aniston. That one. Just a movie. But do you ever? get any requests where people want specific things done with ashes? I haven't. um, You know, it's funny. I was I had read up on uh, when I was doing my research over the years you know, reading different articles and and how people have um, disposed of their ashes. uh, The one that really hit me was uh, Hunter S. Thompson. He was blown out of fireworks. His ashes were put in fireworks, which I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know? What a way to go. You what, know? what I'm fascinated by is that when, when I, I actually went to a funeral about two weeks ago, and it was a pretty traditional funeral, and yeah, everyone was sad. Most of the time you spend crying and hugging, and even though there were a few lighthearted jokes as we told stories about the the guy that was no, is no longer with us, uh, everyone was, it was a sad thing, and you could tell no one really was excited. Even, even days before, it was like, oh, we have to go to this funeral. But I think you're... In some ways, at least what the article seemed like is that people are now trying to turn the, in a way, shift the whole, the whole aura around funerals and being something you're excited about. Go, mm-hmm. you know, obviously death is is hard always, and especially if it's unexpected and out of the blue. But the concept that this can be a another fun party. And it's the party as you celebrate the life of the person that is not with us, but something that either they would have wanted to be a part of or as a final memory of them where right. even though they're not there physically or maybe they are, the spirit is very much there and it's in everything from the food that is eaten mm-hmm. to the you know gift bags that are being put together. I mean, it, beca- it sounds almost like a very Hollywood concept, but I think this is, and Ali, we're talking about it, and this is what I think you know you know as well, and people can check out uh, finalbowproductions.net, which is uh, your site, but this is really what the future of funerals very well could and maybe will be. Yeah, and, you know, looking in the past, though, I'm half Irish, so we know how you to You know how to throw. have fun at a funeral. We do. I mean, we'll have the 
the service that can be very, you know, heavy and sad. But afterwards, we're in the pub and we're partying. You know, I was, I got, I had a couple drinks at my grandfather's funeral when I was 16. And I was like, wow, I had, you know, this is the send off. And, right. and I think the send off has been there in many cultures over the centuries. But now people here are kind of like, I want it to be more personal about me or about the person, you know, and their life they live. So, yeah, when you do, a, like, people are more pre-planning their funerals before mm-hmm. they die, right? You're going to other funerals and you're saying, like, well, you know, these people had some really fun finger sandwiches or exactly. these people had a cake or this, they had this and this. Or giveaways. We do giveaways. Oh, giveaways? Yeah. Like raffles and stuff? No, cu- like custom mementos. We, wow. I've done... You no, want Grandma's the- Pearls? It's called a will and an auction. Oh. No, no. That's how she's this, about. Is, this is like... Uh, so in the article, uh, they highlighted uh, Howard West's memorial service. And I have to tell you, that family is wonderful. They treat me like I'm part of the family, which is great. Uh, but they... We spent four or five months planning his memorial service. Um, he Before passed, he died? No, no. He oh, passed, after he, he passed. passed in November. They hired me shortly thereafter. And then the actual event was in April. And it was pre-planned. We, we planned it all, everything, down to the food. And so it's like course, a wedding. Like you're, It's like you know, a lot of parallels. If you're picking out a color like a, scheme and flowers. Here's what and, I always say. It's like a wedding, what? only less depressing. <laughs> this is what I always say. You know, we plan for... Weddings, we plan for births, we plan for anniversaries, all these big things. But then your entire life, okay, we gotta throw you down in you know and a day it. or two and bye bye, right? You know, see you later. So that kind of thing, I think people don't want that. They want to have look look at this life that was well lived, and let's celebrate it. And so, yeah, so some of the custom mementos I've done, um, mugs with the person's like sayings on it or a hat. Um, one of one of um, the memorial services I did, he had, a, he always wore baseball caps. So he had his, we had a signature um, embroidered in the back of it. Wow. And um, another guy was a big yachtsman. So we gave away. Yachts? Um, cool. No, my wish. <laughs> um, we gave away compass, a, a compass to everyone with his signature uh, mm. engraved in it. That sounds kind of like stuff. A, it sounds like a rich person scheme, though, kind of. I mean, spending the money. You don't, on, uh, you don't have to do that, though. I mean, there was right. there have been one. Uh, one person was really big into chess, and we gave away chess pieces. It doesn't have to be a big deal. People so also. What'd you get? Oh, just a pawn. Damn it. No. I know. I'm a third cousin. What do you want? <laughs> um, or 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 you give away a tree sapling and and tell people to you know plant this in yeah, the memory of right someone. because we did when because I got married just at the end of last year and we did uh, seeds that like wildflower you seeds right. you know the little seed packet Which thing something nice. that they can pass on or whatever and so it, it the the concept of having something giving your guests mm-hmm. something to walk away with and that happens in funerals too yeah remember that person right. by this I think that uh, what you're saying trends will be and this is maybe not going to happen immediately even though it is to some people but moving forward into funerals uh, very personalized right? It's not going to seem like just a cookie cutter situation where you go to the funeral parlor, et cetera. It's going to be personalized and, mm-hmm. and depending on how much people want to, uh, how much effort they want to put into it, everything from the, as you said, like decor to mm-hmm. the food, to the music, to right. really giving it like- Actual like, entertainment too, yeah. like bands and stuff. It, it's yeah. actually going to make people, see, I always thought death was scary because you never know what's going to happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. The idea that I would be missing- like the greatest party ever, it makes me even more depressed. I almost wish it was the exact opposite. I'd like a funeral to be everything I hate so that I'm like, I'm glad I'm not there. (laughs) It's just a big timeshare meeting. Bunch of people, yeah, (laughs) trying to say a timeshare, reading articles from Seventeen Magazine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So have you ran into any, uh, I know that the term bridezilla gets thrown around a lot. Any widowzillas? No. Corpsezillas? You know what, I think, yeah. I'm back. I'm mad. I think think most people are, it's a very vulnerable stage uh, that they're a state that they're in um, and most people are just happy to have someone help them and that's well, yeah, what's they probably just want you to they're like yeah. you just deal they, with it they, so that's I don't what's have gr- to gratifying with the, about doing this work it's it's helping them through what is really one of the hardest times of their lives and and that's what I found when I started doing this I said you know this is this really makes me feel good you know that I'm helping people through this um, because sometimes they're talking to me and they say, "Well, I don't know. Should we do this or should we do that?" They they don't they can't 
ants like they, they don't want to make decisions, decisions yeah. it's hard for them so um it's well, just helping them guiding them through it i would say cut corners on the coffin if you can have mm. more past appetizers because right. really at that point just do a know, half, a half well, coffin. it seems like why well, i mean that's just going to the ground anyway that's, you know though the, more the, mini hot dogs you know what i'm saying more people in the united states now are being cremated and i think that a lot has to do with where we live in a transient society more, more a lot of people move several times in their lives so they're not back at their hometown um, and who's visiting them so they're getting cremated yeah. and then so put the urn right next to the punch bowl everyone just hang out they now have also funeral jewelry whoa yeah that's right where they make yes. the uh, jewelry out of the uh, yeah. out of the person oh, so you get to wear a little right. trinket or yeah. you can put it like in a vial around your neck as a yeah. necklace or oh, you know, this is my like haunted that. necklace <laughs> but it, you know that goes back to the Victorian era the Victorians actually did that as well oh, they, they, kicking it old school they would then. take the you know some the, the deceased hair and then put it into a, a necklace or something like that Allison mm-hmm. we could go on and on and I, I know, uh, hope creepy, that we right? have you on uh, again uh, final uh, final bow productions final bow productions dot net for this information uh, and then uh, you are someone that is, uh, this is your specialty. You're not someone that was doing uh, catering for uh, bat mitzvahs and all no. of a sudden transition. <laughs> this was kind of where you got your, this is what you had been doing I was the doing beginning. my movie, pr- I was doing movie premieres movies. for a studio. So yeah, that's, and this, yeah. And this is, uh, death is, look, movies, movies, you never know. They could, they could uh, cut the budget, but people are always Some dying. Some of those were so. death anyway, People are always so. dying. People are always dying. That's a fact. <laughs> if I go, I just want this to be on the record now. I want a Viking funeral, but I yes. want cool. it to be on a raft in a swimming pool. Okay. So awesome. I, I'm, I'm on one of those like giant, uh, flamingo rafts and people just launch uh, bows and arrows. Oh no, he fell again. Get him back on. That's how I want Relight, relight. I'll make it happen. Thank you, Allison. Thanks for being with us here on the all new channel Q. Uh, When we get back, believe it or not, it's time for the always changing and always exciting Gay MA. That is next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Uh, drop the subject on the new channel Q. We are putting the fun in funeral, and uh, that was Allison Bassendot. Thank you. It's exactly properly why I introduced it. by Kevin. I was uh, doing the proper Irish pronunciation. I knew that she was from uh, Ireland. <laughs> you just say it like you're drunk. That's yeah. not an Irish accent. <laughs> I just mess up all the letters. Allison Bassendot. Just, just like my great great grandfather used to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, fascinating to talk to her, but we must before we finish out the show get into the gay MA. <laughs> Kevin is a straight man. I am a gay woman. So, of course, we have a weekly AMA, a gay AMA, if you will, where we ask each other questions about straight culture, gay culture. And I believe we didn't even get to your question last week, Kevin. So you are up first. I got two questions. I think I'm yeah, up first and double, second. got a double dose. All right, Allie. First question. Uh, if my wife and I both need to use the bathroom at the same time, like we're at a hotel, let's say, or it's the middle of the night. We both get up at the exact same time, want to use the bathroom. The way it usually goes is that I get to go first because it's- I'm a man. Because I'm a man <laughs> and I pay the bills. No, no, because um, because it's a, it's a quicker process. Oh, Okay. In a lesbian relationship, you and your wife, I would imagine, go through, uh, you know, it's identical. How do, how do you figure that out? Uh, because, oh, yeah, we're in the bathroom for all kinds of things, you know, tampons. Well, I would bathroom, imagine, no, makeup. For, I, even if it's just going to the bathroom, it involves, you know, there's sitting, there's wiping, there's, uh, there's a whole bunch of things involved that I don't have to deal with. So if it's a, it's a, if it's a quick thing, if we're both, we both wake up, it happens more often than not. We're in sync. We're both getting up, and she'll go just go quick because she knows I get I kind of get the go ahead because I'm much faster. Yeah, I'm uh, an in and out operation. You and her, I would imagine lesbians. That's got to be a more difficult battle. It is a more difficult battle, and I will say we go by a different rule, which is whoever has to go the most. Yeah, but how do you know? You don't know how much the other person has to go. No, we we talk over it. Like she goes, I really, really got to go. Right, but then you and say like, I really, really got to go. Well, then I go. No, you get. Then you go. You guys ever lap it up? You ever get each other's uh, yeah, we do it at the same time. Cross yeah, we squat over the same. No, but um, the the thing I will say is that in a public bathroom scenario, she oh, and if the, if we go up to the bathroom and there's a single stall or just a, a single bathroom, gender neutral bathroom, and there's both of us need to go, she will always suggest that we go in together, and I don't like doing that because I don't know if you, I mean. 
if you're in a hetero relationship, you probably are less likely to go into the same bathroom together and just be like, let's go together. Um, but she suggests doing that constantly at a concert, especially or something like that. And I'm like, I don't I feel like that's weird. I don't want to walk into the same bathroom together just so I can watch you pee and then you watch me and then we wash our hands and leave. I don't understand what the like, do we have to do everything together just because we're two women doesn't and we can go into the bathroom together at the same time doesn't mean we should be going into the bathroom together at the same time. Well, let me then follow that up with this question because I think a lot of straight women will go to the bathroom together and actually stand in the stall together or go in, you know, if it's a little tiny room, my wife, her friends, they go in all the time. Would that be strange? Would that be cheating? Would that be unacceptable for you or your wife to go into the bathroom with another woman? No, because when, huh. when because you can assume both roles. If we go together, then it's like, ooh, you never know what could happen. Nothing's going to happen. Right. But still. Um, <laughs> Someone's going to clog the toilet. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and we're like, oh, it's not just number one. Why don't you leave? Um, but if she, if we decide to go, if, if she decides to go to the bathroom with one of our other friends who happens to be a woman, she then switches over into friend it's, just like it's that. friend zone. You yeah. can turn it on and off. Yep. You can huh. just be like, now we're friends going to the bathroom together. Funsies, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. Funsies then onesies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. My second question. And this is something all couples have to deal with. You have a couple that you're friends with and they break up. And perhaps you're friends with both parts of the couple. This is happening to us right now. Is it a gay couple or a straight couple? Because I was going to ask you, is it more difficult or easier if the couple is a guy and a girl or if it's two ladies or two men? Because I think it's always a difficult thing when you're friendly with both parties and the other couple. Even if you knew one of them first or whatever, yeah. there was a breakup and you have to play sides. Do you think it's equally difficult with a straight couple that you're friends with that breaks up as it would be for a gay couple or more difficult? I think that it would be... Uh, more difficult for... I mean, it depends on why you broke up. There's two women... Like, I know two women who were married, and then now they're divorced, and they're separated, and whatever. Um, But they're both... Who got the cats? They both did. Okay. There was enough cats to go around, okay? (laughs) They both got six. (laughs) (laughs) And then they switch custody. Right, right. Um, But we're friends with both of them still, because they they didn't break up because of, like, some horrible thing that the other person did. It was just like, yeah, we... you know, we're, we're just things aren't working out. We we're just getting finished building divorced. this deck. Yeah, exactly. Time, time to move on. Yeah, yeah. The bird feeder's empty. Right. It's time to go. So we're still friends with both of them, and it's not really that weird. Uh, we just don't really see them together that much, only on like special occasions. But it's not like anything's weird between the two of them. I think that two men or two women are more likely to be friends huh. after they break uh, up. I so agree, we but... can deal with that, and it can be fine. Uh, the the hetero couple that we know right now that is breaking up are breaking up for horrible reasons. And Whose side are you taking? Uh, the girl's side, 100%. Why? Because the guy uh, has been cheating on He was on cheating. Her. Yeah. For so, over like a long but, period but of what time. If she but we was, were but, friends with both of them. Okay, but what if she was cheating? Would you have taken his side or would you still have taken her side? Like, do you pick the side based on uh, whoever smelt the Delta situation? Well, I think that because we were friends with the girl first, we'd probably still... I don't know if we would take sides, but we would probably still talk to her more than him just because that's how the friendship began. Like, you know. And because she's hot. If you and your wife were to break up, get a divorce, like, you know, I obviously you would understand that whose side I would take, right? Yeah. So even if I was cheating, uh, like rampantly cheating, lying to Katie, and then she found out and we got divorced, you would still be friends with me because. No, no, no. no. Oh. I would take her side. You'd be friends with my sister. Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Uh, all right. That has been that a, a double, great question. double dose of lesbian KMA because uh, I didn't get to ask my question last week. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We have to take a break. Unfortunately, we'll be back in a moment. Allie and I are going to go use the bathroom together. Oh, be fun. Right back. I'll watch you first. You go first. And uh, then we'll wrap up the show after this. The all new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right, we're here, and she's queer, and now we're not here because the show is the show is over. Unfortunately, uh, she'll still be queer, and I'll still uh, probably be a straight guy. But you never know because every day Ali claims I'm getting a little bit gayer. It's uh, it's like uh, when you go into a Chinese restaurant. You sometimes you smell like it for a while afterwards. <laughs> 
You do have that gay stank Thank for several you. hours Thank afterwards. Gank, I have gank. Yeah. I will say, though, that we have a, a nice little rhyme for when we get here, but we don't have a nice rhyme for when we leave. Like, I'm leaving and queeving. I mean, there's just no... There's no rhyme yet, no, so we got to find unf- it. Unfortunately, there is not a riddle, uh, but uh, I'm sure someone can come up with it. Hit us up on the socials at uh, DTS Show if you've got a good way for us to wrap the th- I mean, we say by curious. That's kind of a good Yeah, I guess leave. that's a yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, I just wanted to quickly say, if you want to go to uh, New York City Pride, you can do that. Just go to wearechannelq.com. Uh, you can win round-trip airfare, a four-night stay in a hotel in New York City. You can attend Pride, which is, I believe, June 27th through the 30th. A very fun event, so definitely go to wearechannelq.com com and enter to win. You can uh, you have to be 21 and so does your guest, but it'll be a very, very fun time if you get selected, so please enter. Uh, enjoy that. You're welcome for the knowledge. Please enter. Thanks oh, for hanging you. out with us. We appreciate. Uh, please enter is a good way to start the show and end the show. Uh, it is time for us to exit now, but fear not. There's uh, some music coming your direction here on Channel Q, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, we got to assign ourselves new movies for the uh, Gay Straight Movie Reviews, and... Um, Gay Gay Cray Cray. Gay Gay Cray Cray is back. Yeah. I'm excited about that now. Uh, We will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks again to our guest for today stopping by, Allison Bossard uh, from Final Bow Productions. Told us a little bit about the joys of death. (laughs) On that note, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Curious. See?